authenticity will always win. Absolutely. I believe, I believe that 100% and who you are. And I think it will go further than anything else in the industry, in the world, in relationships, anything like that. But just being who you are and real uh, will always, will always win. Candles burning low, lots of mistletoe, lots of snow and ice. Welcome back to the Direct Your Vibe podcast. I'm your host and director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz. It's almost Christmas and there is no one who spreads Christmas cheer quite like this week's guest. I'm so excited for you all to meet Kanan Cox. He's an incredible singer, songwriter, entertainer who might even have more energy than me, if you can believe that. So get ready. During this episode, we talk about what Christmas really means to him, how his music career has transformed since moving to Nashville three years ago, and all of the hard work that went into that. And of course, he shares some really great tools for positivity that I hope you find useful in your day-to-day life. So let's dive right into the good vibes. I mean, I remember mom would wake up before any of us. You know, we're eight years old, super excited about Christmas, and mom would be up and like, get up, Christmas time, like, Santa came. (laughs) Um, And so for me, like still to this day, I'm still a seven-year-old boy at Christmas time. And she even still writes like, you know, don't give us presents. And it's like, Santa, you know, Santa brought this. Like, this is from Santa. I'm like, mom. so cute. (laughs) I'm 30 years old. But thank you so much for the fun imagination there. So that's that's a big thing. I actually love Christmas so much that I didn't go home this year for Thanksgiving just to hold off on that even more. That's why when I see them next time, it's like, oh my gosh, I was eating for Christmas. So <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I love that. So yeah, I love the the smells. Is that weird? But like, I love. That's just, not weird at all. I have a I candle have, lit that smells like Christmas apples right now. It's amazing. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. I have to stay away. Um, I had to force myself this year to not listen to it at least until November. <laughs> November first was my day. So and then even like I'd go into TJ Maxx or go in somewhere, and I was like, nope, I can't go anywhere. Like if I smell some kind of fur or some kind of Christmas scent, I'm going to get all in my feels and, <laughs> and it's over. So I just stayed away. And then, so I was like, all right, cool. November 1st. And I've been nothing but listening to Christmas music since then and candle galore. And, um, I got my decorations on my tree isn't up yet. Um, but it's, it's Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Um, I mean, I love uh, The Grinch, the Jim Carrey version, mm. just because, one, I love Jim Carrey. Uh, my degree's in musical theater, and if you know anything about me, I'm super just, I'm a little overdramatic. Um, <laughs> yeah, degree's in musical theater, and so, like, growing up watching, you know, The Mask and Liar Liar, that whole bit, I could probably recite the whole stupid movie. Um, I've already watched it twice since Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, the Grinch and then Elf comes in a close second. Oh yes, that's my favorite. Oh yeah, we're, I'm watching that one on uh, on Monday. It's in the calendar. Elf. Yeah. <laughs> You've scheduled Christmas movie. I've night. scheduled it out. I've scheduled it out. So, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you kind of mentioned something that's on next on my list here. That I know you have a background in musical theater, but did your passion for music start from that or before that? Let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, for music, way before, uh, my mom plays. She played in a band forever, like growing up. So I got drug around to bars and like the, anytime I could actually get in, you know, like at a certain age or 
sometimes she'd play these, you know, street festivals and, and stuff like that. And I'd always get up there and Rocky Top. Rocky Top was always my song. That was, I don't know why, like, you know, nowadays I don't, you know, really listen to it. You just got super reason. excited when they'd play that song? Well, no, like that was I, when I, I would go on stage with them. Oh my would, God, that's like, amazing. It was their show and they're like, well, I'll bring my son, you know, my son. And we'd always sing Rocky Top. Yeah, so, uh, so music started way early. I started playing piano. My grandma played the piano in church. So she'd let me sit beside her and hit random keys. And you're talking to church that probably fills, you know, 20 people in it. Uh, so they weren't really worried about wrong notes on the on the piano. <laughs> um, so music for sure was first, and I learned mandolin, and then fiddle, and then guitar, and was in orchestra in school. Still did the theater stuff. I think fourth grade was my first. I was a pirate in Peter Pan. So you know, fell in love with it. Had an uh, older sister who was into theater and stuff like that. So watching her, and she was much older. So like going to see her like high school plays and stuff. Didn't get super you know really into the theater side of it until high school. I was actually go to school for either football or musical theater. It was a very much, I would have been a perfect cast member for Glee. Um, just <laughs> they missed out. And, yeah, they missed out on my, uh, my life story. But no, and then I chose uh, musical theater, so. Awesome. So it's always been a part of your life. When Was there ever a time that you decided it was going to be a career, or was it just it never stopped being a big musical part? Thea- musical theater or music? Both, either. Both. Um, well, musical theater in the sense, like, I never really had any dreams of going, like, to Broadway. It's always a thing. It's always, like, um, you know, if, if, that, if that comes along, like, I could definitely see myself in 10 years, you know, like, doing the music career and building it up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, come see Kanan Cox for only, like, a two, two-month run in company, you know? I could Broadway. totally see that. That could happen. Yeah, and, like, that's some stuff, like, it's never, I never, there was never a point where I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do it anymore. But music has always been the number one driver if you want to get super deep into it which it could probably go into another question of yours later but for me i know myself very well and i love attention <laughs> but not in the sense like oh my god look at me look at me but just in the sense that i just love to entertain i love to host yeah. if you're into like horoscopes at all i'm a scorpio so i like to, to you know if i'm having a party like be the mc of the party host it and do it you know do it do it well and i give a lot of credit to my siblings for that because I always had I always had an audience I was always you know I was like all right cool I have seven eight people here hey guys <laughs> watch me watch me do this I, I learned this whole monologue uh, Aladdin the first whole like the first 15 20 minutes of Aladdin I memorized oh my God. and I was like hey watch this and and get all the way up to the point where the little he runs into the horse and he's like, "You'll die, a street rat." And now your plays are Marty, and then he sings that little ballad at the end. And I get all the way up to that point in the movie, and then I'm like, "Cool, that's all I can remember at seven years old." <laughs> Did all of your siblings encourage that, or were they just like, "Oh, um, here he goes again"? <laughs> it was probably a little bit of both. Some were probably like, "Oh, there's Kanan, he's so cute, that's great," and also probably like, "Shut up." get away go to your room um i don't even know how the heck we got to this i love it i love where this is going well there we go like so uh, music again it all boils from entertaining i love it too much in the sense like when you're on you know a musical theater you're playing someone else i'd rather kind of be like hey this is me and so music gets very much on you so um it's something more that i could control and be a little bit more creative with as far as you know, writing songs and performing songs and being able to play other instruments, you know, and, and those kind of things. But uh, yeah, after college, 
I did a couple of like musical theater things, performed at Six Flags, like dancing and singing in the big shows. And, and then I performed on cruise ships, playing acoustic guitar and like just singing in pubs and stuff. It wasn't in the sense that I had a, a definite like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm going to go do this. It just where my life led me at the time and the opportunities. It was kind of like, hey, cool. This is this. Now you're going to go make more money cruising ships, but you're only playing music. Okay, cool. And now you meet some cool people. You do some cool things. You write some cool songs. You get your heart broken a lot. And boom, here you go. Let's go to Nashville. So there you go. That's the answer. I love that. I think that's really great to just <laughs> hear that, yeah. how that all unfolded. And then it all comes down to self-awareness, really. Yeah. I think that shines through a lot in just how open you are on your social media. You're really good at bringing your audience and your fans like into your actual day-to-day and also sharing maybe an Aladdin monologue here or there. But yeah. more than that, I think what's really cool is you bring them in like the behind the scenes of the work that you put in to do music. Because you're an independent artist. You're doing this all on your own from writing the music to booking your gigs and all of that. And I'm curious to just kind of hear your thoughts on how that's served you in the music industry, because I think there's a lot of people who could and probably should do more of that. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I've got to this point where, you know, sometimes you'll you'll tell people, I'm I'm an independent artist. And then not in a vain way, but, you know, I've I've been full-time for over a year and a half now, almost two years, doing well, you know, UK tours, the whole nine. That's not to boast, but it's just like, cool, yeah, I'm working a lot. And so when I do tell people I'm independent, I get that question of like, oh, are you you trying to like, no record label, let me do this on my own. That's not necessarily the sense, like a label is great and everything has its, you know, their pros and their cons and stuff like that. However, going back to your point, um, I think there's a lot that you can do by yourself until that point my kind of my mindset as soon as i moved here i moved here in september of 2016 yeah this september was three years um of moving here that was always just kind of my mentality with it all is i can build so much like by myself not in some vain way not in like i don't need you but in the sense of when that time does come i want that product to be ready you know what i mean instead of them i'm just going to sit here and be like oh i'm talented you're going to come to me i just know it like no that's not really how that works anymore and it's it's sad to say because there's tons of talented people out there and there's so much talent but this is very much a business um and so you kind of have to treat it like the business uh you as a person your social media is you know what you're doing the way you're interacting with stuff and it's how i was able to go you know i, I got a serving job as soon as i got here did the whole broadway thing playing acoustically downtown um and again just kind of things happen to progress and get into that a little bit later but the key factor was always i always said pretend you're your own label like if i wanted to release a song then all right cool i need to come up with however much money my my producer needs to do that and so i would pick up extra shifts or i would go play downtown more and you know play on a not so you know on a wednesday night instead of the saturday night i'm also a huge goodwill flipper i love going to thrift stores and i mean i think i funded coming back my music video simply off of just flipping stuff nice yeah and uh, especially in nashville if you know if you're listening and you're in nashville so many people moving in and moving out it's easy to find if you know what you're looking for just go in buy a coffee table and just flip it i swear on my life it's going to sell for more <laughs> so yeah there's a lot to be said in the sense of what you can do on your own and of course you're going to hit roadblocks and there's sometimes oh my god i'm working so hard and (laughs) it's it's the worst it can be but that's why i love the how much you share it because it takes away this glamorized ideal of what 
people have of becoming a musician and especially one that supports themselves full time through their music. It's not just the shows and just the piece that you see. That's the thing that I'm learning with social media. I love uh, just watching and analyzing social media and stuff. That's I was talking to someone in the industry literally like a couple of weeks ago and talking about the, you know, this and your pictures on this and your, and your videos of you on stage. Like that's, that's the stuff. And I'm like, this video here has this many likes, like, you know, whatever, let's just say 300, 300 likes. Here's a picture of me eating a donut and it has <laughs> 1500 likes. And it's something, it's, it's funny to learn, you know, it just, it, it goes to say, you just don't really know. Um, and it goes exactly what you're, what you're saying is people want to see that other side. It's like, cool. We, un, we, we, we know who you are and what you're doing. We want to yeah. know who you are. What, yeah. And especially on the business sense. And I, I shared it a lot more when, um, of course, again, you know, hard work pays off and things become easier, but not just because I sat there. It's because, you know, you worked hard. I mean, a perfect example is um, like, you know, Green Bay, Louisville, these hot spots. I, I, I went, you know, charging up through these northern states in the middle of winter with me and my car with like an amp and the, my guitar in the back to play these, you know, play in the middle of nowhere for, you know, you're talking like 200 bucks, you're paying way more in gas in a hotel, but you're just, you're going out there and spreading the name. But now as things progress, you can go, Hey, cool. I'm looking at booking a show. I'm up here, blah, blah, blah. And you know, your, your acoustic shows turn into full band shows. You get up there, you kick its butt. And then the next thing that $200 turns into two grand. And the next year, like, Hey, blah, blah, I'm booked for country thunder festival. Um, it's on a Thursday. Can I play there on Friday? Sweet. Here you go. And then, and so it kind of, it, you don't really see it in the moment when I was up there in March, even it was last year, it was literally last year in March. It was one of like their biggest snowstorms they had ever seen. Uh, I had to cancel one of the shows in the middle of nowhere, Iowa or something. And yeah, you don't really notice it. You're just like, Oh my God, what am I doing up here? Like, <laughs> it's great. and now again, you know, uh, things have progressed. This has been probably the most progressive year out of the three. But again, you know, with again, more work, the harder you work, the more it pays off. And just putting in that time and the energy. And sometimes you don't yeah. see it immediately, but yeah. it's a good segue. You know, to, let's just kind of talk about what the last three years have looked like for you in that process. You moved to Nashville, kind of started playing on Broadway while you're working another job, a serving job that's obviously not your passion. So yeah. Yeah, come here to the Del Frisco's down in Brentwood. If I, I always was told if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything that's not music, you should be a server. Like you have the personality, and I loved it. I mean, the day I the day I got the uh, the job, I said straight like, "Hey, I'm not here to like be a manager, blah blah blah. I'm here for music, but you know, in the meantime, let's get to work." Uh, Surf for six months, got downtown, and even downtown playing that a little info for people like that. It's it's that alone is also a day job. I think it's a big misconception and I don't, you know, no bad blood on anyone who's down there or playing there, or, but it, it is easy to, to get down there and stay there. And so I and always, is that just I, because it's like good money or decent yeah, it's good money, money to still be playing music. Yeah. And, uh, it's these in, in, in the right times, you know, in the summer times, yeah, you could get down there. I mean, and play, I was playing three or four days a week in the summer, you know, on some pretty good slots. And just, just me, I didn't do the band thing, just myself. Yeah, I was making like 1200 of a week. Yeah, you know, and, great. And that's just, and that's on top of serving. Yeah. And you're just, and you're just playing music. So of course you're like, oh my God, that's great. I'm doing it. However, it's just, you know, it's not 1991 anymore. No one's walking, you know, and not, not trying to be, you know, 
I again throw shade on Broadway or anything, but no one's walking in there and being like, "You're talented, let's sign you." Like, right? No, that's that's not how it works anymore. However, I went down there, had that men- mentality of like, I got to start somewhere. I still want to play. It's an easy way to make money. And in my mind, again, business. I was like, if I can make money, I can release music. If I can release music, I can, you know, to do this. Um, if I can play here, then sure, I can go. And if I can play oh, two weeks down on Broadway, that means I can fund a trip acoustically driving all the way through Kentucky to West Virginia, to West Virginia, to Pennsylvania, to New York, and then turning around and driving 16 hours back from Syracuse. Shoot me in the face. It was awful. <laughs> but, you know, I did that twice. And again, it's just, it's crazy to see. And you have those fans everywhere. And now you can go back to those spots and play, play all the shows. Um, so cool. Quit the job about six months later. I did, uh, I released a music video out of just out of my own I got my tax return found a guy on Facebook who did videos and was like I'll give you all of my tax return if we can do two videos and <laughs> I was like one you know of course you know like one's pretty simple the other one's a little bit more complex in the sense of like locations and it might take more than one day to film he's like sure thing then I literally woke up to an email whiskey riff one of the big country music outlets I actually messaged them on Instagram about merch about like hats and so I was like hey I'll play a bunch of shows would love to do some like social media, you know, cross promotion here. Like I'll wear your stuff on my show, yada, yada, yada. Nothing ever came of that. But then they sent me an email. They're like, yo, check this out. And they wrote this whole article about my music video. That's and it was awesome. like, Eric Church on tour. Keith Urban, new song. Kane and Cox, music video. I was like, what? Outing the That got a couple of phone calls from mostly like PR people um, and some other little little industry things. And then one of them was a radio promotion team. Nothing big. You're not talking billboard. You're talking what we call it secondary radio. You're still on the radio, but it's mostly in those smaller towns. Mm-hmm. Why, why I was going to the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and, you know, middle of nowhere, New York. It's where right. it's the blue, the blue collar towns. And so I was going on radio tour and the song was live at the time. And it did really well. Like, again, not in a vain way, but it just jumped. It went from usually it takes months to build and build and build and go and go. Um, and I think it took two weeks to hit top 100. And then within that, as soon as it broke 100, it jumped 14 spots and then got all the way up into the top 50s. Uh, and then so in 2017, my was one of the most downloaded or played songs on Music Row. Um, That's was, exciting. Ah! Oh, it was pretty dope. Um, so then that got me into, you know, these new markets because of just playing there, you know, when you play on the radio, so then you'll get a call from 95Q in the middle of nowhere, you know, Illinois or something. Sure. And they're like, hey, we're putting on a summer bash. Um, you're opening up for uh, so-and-so. It's like, sweet, love that. And a lot of it is too, is the, the business side. Like when you're there though, like don't be an a-hole, like shake yeah. some hands and kiss some babies. And yeah. they had take some names down and so um doing a lot of just networking and stuff to build upon and so now uh decatur is literally that town in illinois um and i'll go back and the whole place is i'll go back maybe once every three four months and play this little bar 
and the place is packed and they're all screaming your songs in your face and all decked out in Canacock t-shirts and it's insane. Um, so that's, that's how we're kind of building with the radio thing, the acoustic thing. Uh, and then just again, just kind of working your butt off, releasing music. Um, and again, uh, just, I thought myself, what would a label do? What would I want to do if I was, you know, my own label? And so last year, 2018, I was like, I want to release a single once a, once a month. And so again, I didn't have the money to do that, but yeah. I found, I found a way <laughs> again. I would, you know, I didn't get high on the horse. I, of course, played the full band shows, but then I still was like, all right, cool. I know I can go downtown and play a one-off show and still make a pretty good penny. So using it as a, using it as kind of a financial booster was, was great. You kept the perspective the whole time of the long game. Like you weren't yeah. just in it for, okay, this single, this is going to be the one It's going to go big. I'm going to put everything on this one. Like you really just yeah. kept the momentum going, saw the long game. Yeah, just, momentum is the the key word there for me at least, especially as an independent artist, attention is key. Mm-hmm. Um and especially as a business, what you just said you were saying like don't put all your like, you know, ah, this is the song I put all this money or all this kind of um I just know I wrote the song and I liked it. Um yeah. but I decided it doesn't didn't matter what I release, a music video, an EP, an album or a single, as an independent artist, you get about 4 to 6 weeks of love. Right. Unless you're on a radio tour, Sean Mendes is going to release a song. If he doesn't have a radio behind it, you're going to hear it. You're going to like it. It's like, cool, cool. And then it's like, all right, cool. What else you got, Sean Mendes? Right. Because um, then your, your attention. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll tag you're it. Whatever, Shawn Mendes. <laughs> no, I love Sean Mendes. Um, <laughs> and this but, is how he found out about you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a tweet. King Kong sucks. <laughs> no. But yeah, I uh, saw that. It was the middle of 2018. Because I was thinking, of, you know, just I always go, I always have one of those planners. I write down everything, my, you know, my plans, my goals of 2020, 2019, the whole thing. I literally wrote it down. I was like, June, looked at every Friday. I was like, all right, cool. June 27th, out of nowhere. A month later, boop, 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 I don't want to release. This, I didn't even record it yet. I was just like, there's a song that's on my brand. I'm going to write it. Yeah. And it was like, greener, cool. If that's, if that's a release date, I'm going to need to have it done by three weeks. So I need to get done like, I've got to record the song and get it done within the next nine days. Um, I think that's great because you set yourself up with a plan and then you can reverse engineer it. And I want to yeah. say we met right around the time that you had this idea to do it. And it's been really yeah. freaking cool to watch. You're like, I'm going to release a single once a month. I'm like, okay. I thought the, the idea behind it is brilliant because we have, yeah. as you said, we have short attention spans. We love yeah. this song, but now we're over it. And unless you release something else, we're going to move on to the next thing. So for you to have set yourself up with that one is brilliant, but also then you did the work and followed through on it and it's really been paying off. Yeah, it's been, uh, it was cool to see uh, and to put literal numbers on it. I am a big fan. If you don't watch Gary Vee, watch Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. He's an entrepreneur kind of guy. Big fan. And he was the one who kind of, I watch him a lot and I don't remember what exactly he said, but I just was like, oh my God, he's so right. And so I'm a big fan of Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've had set up phone calls with Facebook and looked at how to market myself better and like what campaigns do better. And I was just playing around with it all. And within those six months, I dropped out of nowhere in June and for one, one song a month until the end, until December, I released Let It Snow last year. I grew my Spotify monthly listeners. I had 1,700 in June. 2018 and by December I had 20,000. That's amazing. And, that was, and no money spent on 
I didn't have streaming promotions. I didn't buy any kind of thing. It was simply uh, utilizing social media and then spending a, like nothing crazy. You're talking like a hundred buck ad for over a span of two weeks Yeah. on Facebook, pushing Spotify. Being like, hey, a simple video on my iPhone. Hey, it's Kanan Cox. I have a new song. I was called Out of Nowhere. Would love it if you check it out it's on Spotify right now. Boom, do that. Target all the hot country artists right now. Great. And go for it. Um, and so to be able to, and that was stressful as crap. I mean, I remember September 28th, I was actually on my first England tour, which is a whole nother conversation about utilizing social media, but I was over across the pond. I was taking over Instagrams. And that day I released two versions of the same song and two music videos. So in that month before I left, I had to get all of that done, mm-hmm. promote it all. And then I remember sitting in my Airbnb in London and I was on the phone with my videographer because we were just, we had filmed it so fast and to try it. And I was like, oh my God, this Wi-Fi is horrible. Like it's not going to be out there. <laughs> and so I had to, I think I had to send it to my best friend, give him my YouTube account information <laughs> and then he uploaded it all. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but again, you're working your butt off. And so this year I, uh, I only released songs when I felt like I wanted to release a song. So I only released three songs this year and numbers have stayed you know still hot because you you get afraid of you know oh my gosh blah blah your my mother listeners are gonna go down but luckily just again with instagram and social media and letting them into your world it's helped a lot and to kind of wrap this up in a pretty little bow about you know letting your people in or like letting your audience in on, on what's going on you know the perspective or their the perception of it all i love chris pratt chris pratt's a huge hero of mine because mm, mm-hmm. he's just always chris pratt of course there's the fitness stuff which we could get into but you know him just his fitness transformation but he's also he's just always chris pratt doesn't matter who he is where he's at what he's doing he's just like yep this is me whatever i'm not the hot stuff and i applaud him for that and try to continue that in my own world but i was talking about you know, this music and maybe this isn't what i want you know not what i want to do but like a song like take my time as a pop song call my best friend I, was like, I don't know blah, blah 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 this whole thing and my best friend goes Kanan you love Chris Pratt I was like yep and he's like do you hate Chris Pratt if he does a bad movie I was like nope he's like I'm sorry you're still gonna go see that movie because Chris Pratt's in there he's like yep he's like that's how you need to view you need to think like your, your audience views you that way and so as a business side if, if you want to put a business word on that it's called brand and your brand is that's what people come back for yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Advice. So it doesn't matter, you know, just release your stuff. And of course, like, don't, re- you know, take your time and write a good song and, you know, and be creative and whatever. But it's still, you know, don't be so crazy hard on yourself or on the sense like, but, you know, just be authenticity will always win. Absolutely. I believe, I believe that 100% and who you are. And I think it will go further than anything else in the industry, in the world, in relationships anything like that, but just being who you are and real uh, will always, will always win. And it's a perfect example. Um, like, like I said, just kind of land. And that's the beauty of being an independent artist is you get to be who you are. Like you should yeah. take advantage of that because there is no one telling you who to be, no one keeping you in a box of a genre. Like if you want to try a pop song, do it. Yeah, exactly. And it that actually was did my- really well. People liked it. People loved it, and I was real scared, and it was like, no one gave two craps. No one said one single word. No one. And again, that could just be me being amazing and <laughs> just having a really good oh, brand. <laughs> just, you know, brush my shoulders off. But, no. But, yeah, it's always good to see, you know, those kind of things. You take, uh, I released 
a music video uh, for When It Comes to You. And I actually choreographed and danced and like doing ballet. And so of course you think, you know, the country audience, you're like, oh my gosh, are they gonna be like, you know, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Is this some kind of, you know, so you think you can dance musical theater? Yeah, but theater. that's a part of you. And so exactly. you so have I didn't to do it. At all. Because I, yeah, exactly. I wanted, I wanted to do it. And there's more behind that story of reasons why I did it. One, I just love dancing. It's fun as crap. But, but yeah, and again, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh man. People will be like, what is he doing? This looks like crap. He sucks. And of course, me just being me and like looking at the dancing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not even a good dancer. You know, or like, you, you, you're, you are your own worst, you know, judge so or whatever. True. And so, but then you'll sit, you know, I really sit and everyone's like, oh my God, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Yeah, like, it was amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, it just kind of goes show you just stay, staying true to who you are and kind of, what I love most about it, as far as, you know, we're talking to an independent artist world, um, it's always been my mentality. Like, sure, a label sounds fantastic. That is the next step, at least, you know, on a more personal note in my world. That is my next step. Um, but again, building everything that you can. So now I can go to a label and go, hey, I did a ballet music video and it went well. Like, it did, <laughs> it did good. That's who I am. Yeah. Rather than, and, and I'm not saying that a, a label would do this, but like if I went in, you know, and I'm like, nah, screw that. We're going to put you in a, you know, in a truck with a, you know, in, in a hayfield and you're going to sing this, you know. Well, rather... perhaps they could if you hadn't already built yourself a brand exactly. that's, that's proven that's with saying. an audience who follows it and who enjoys it. Exactly. Because you've already created your brand. They don't have to make one for you out of what they think will work or will sell. You've already proven yeah, that's, that. Uh, and that's kind of the whole theme or ethos behind a lot of the drive is I want to have as many cards in my own hand as possible when the time comes. I'll be sitting. I'm not saying that I don't want it to come. I'm saying I do want that to come. But when it does come, I want to be able to say, hey, this is who I am. Now let's build upon what I've built. I think that's great. And especially the way that the music industry has shifted, I think that's what labels are looking for. They want it kind of already wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, they want this nice. They can just sell it and have yeah. more backing behind you instead yeah. of having to build it and create that whole brand for you. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's kind of been a driving factor. Number one goal for 2019. Got to check that little box off. What was that? Um, uh, get signed with WME. Um, nice. a, they're a book, a booking agent, and so they're and they're amazing. They're phenomenal. Congratulations! So That's exciting. Be, yeah. Taking and, some of the uh, work off your plate. That's great. Yeah, it's been good, and they're already helping with 2020 and with this, the way the industry works. It's uh, you know, they it's not just booking. They also you know have their hands in branding, and I didn't know how much WME does. It's insane. Like. It's not even just booking. Like, they own the UFC. Really? Like, yeah, I know. Anyway, it's a lot of stuff. And so I was like, this is crazy. This is awesome. So that was a, a nice little good feeling to be able to check that little that little box off in my, in my world. Where is it? I know it's a podcast and you can't see. For those of you listening, we're actually FaceTiming each other so we can have facial interaction here. 
but so yeah, I don't know if you can see that at all, but the very it looks like garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very first one. Check booking agent, WME check, and there's some lists. And I've already started my 2020 list, but we'll see how that Ooh, goes. Speaking of that list, I think I was there for another one you checked off that's a really exciting thing. And a lot of people that come to Nashville put this on their list. And I think it was your first thing you wrote about Nashville that you wanted to play whiskey jam. Yeah, that's on my notebook uh, under the TV, under there. Yeah, I had one. I always buy a notebook at the beginning of the years, start anew or whatever. And it's been good. I think uh, if anyone listening, write stuff down. Yes. I'm it so helped. into that. Yeah, I have. Uh, you should see my to-do list today. It, it just works. I just think it, I don't know, I think it's a, like a self-gratification thing. It's like, oh, I yeah. did this. Look at this. I can visually see me crossing this off. Yeah, it, it feels, feels so good. good. But not even Next. just for like a to-do list. I think that's important for big goals too. Not only oh, yeah. clarity, but then it's like a tangible thing that you see it. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get that. That's going to happen yep. for me. So to wrap this up, you obviously have a really good perspective. I asked you in preparation to this, like what are some tools for positivity that you utilize Sounds like working out is one of them. It even sounds like maybe music's one of them. But what are some things that people could take away from this to do in their own daily life to stay positive? I know it's going to sound, you know, staying positive, but, and you, you said the word perspective, but for me, perspective is how to keep perspective, your mindset of it all. The sense of, I mean, I don't want to sound like super cliche, I'm like, oh, it could always be worse. But at the end of the day, like, it could always be worse. And also, just like, you're chasing a dream, you're chasing like this stuff. and I think in today's world, we have the most, it's, it's as easy as it could ever be. Like imagine if our dads and our grandparents had the technology that we have and the networking skills that we possibly can do, but then, you know, they're all like, oh, I'll go to a job and their work ethic and stuff. Imagine what they could do with it. And so to take the stuff that we do have for granted, I try to say, you know, stay very grateful and be grateful for the, the small things. Thanksgiving was just, you know, a couple of weeks ago and people were talking about, what are you thankful for? And of course you have, you know, your friends and your family and stuff. And I was like, I just love, like very thankful for my senses. I was like, there's people out here who can't like taste or see or, you know, or, or some, you know, those, those kind of things. I was like, that's stuff we probably take for granted every day. That's very deep down. Um, but just in the sense of there's so much kind of what we've been talking about this whole time is that you have so many opportunities. Like if you want to go do something, there is a way to do it. And the fact that like the, and it's going to be, you know, a little hard love here, but the only thing that's stopping you is you being a piece of lazy garbage. True. Like, harsh. But if I was talking to you, you know, more one-on-one or, you know, I've had other artists message me and like take me out for coffee and be like, dude, what are you doing? You're, you're killing game. And I'm a little bit, sometimes I'm a little mean. It comes off mean because it's just the truth. And I'm like, cool. You were hot on this for like a week and then you quit. That's, that's just the stuff. And so to stay, you know, just that the fact, I mean, there's plenty of times where I'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm going to go home and bag groceries. Like, you know, <laughs> there's those times, but then you just, you kind of take it. And I've learned to listen to my body, not even just mentally or like if I'm hungry, I eat or those kind of things, but just in the sense, because you are, you're working so much, but then there are times where it's like, you're sitting here and you have a to-do list and you're just kind of like drawing Pokemon on your, you know. <laughs> As one does list and you're kind of like mingling around you go to the cabinet you eat some almonds and you're just like <laughs> i don't want to do anything and so i've learned instead of like trying to force myself to do things like all right cool today i'm not doing anything i'm going to do everything that has nothing to do with music yeah. with the business i'm going to go to the thrift and just store be and okay with it 
and be okay. Like, oh, there's a movie I haven't seen. I want to go see it. Cool. Awesome. We'll go do that. Oh, there's this new restaurant. I'm going to go out there for dinner. Um, I don't know if this is answering any of the questions that you asked. It sort of is. That's but, fine. Yeah. This is what but you do. That's what it is. It's what you do in yeah. your life and other people can implement that into theirs. Yeah. Just to stay perspective in the sense that like, again, not to get super deep, but I mean, we couldn't wake up. We could not wake up tomorrow. I could get in a car. This must sound really fine. Get in a car crash. And like, it's all over. It just keep going. And I just pray for anyone that will listen. That's really good advice. It's simple yeah. and just to the point. I dig it. it. There it is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being here. Of course. Here. I'm excited yeah. for people to get to know you and to hear your music. And I'm pulling you close and I'll never let go. Cause there's something that you got to know. Well, isn't it obvious that I can't get enough? All I want is us. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it obvious that I can't get enough? All I want is us. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Direct Your Vibe podcast. Make sure you connect with Kanan Cox on all social media platforms and go download his latest single, What Christmas Means to Me. While you're at it, download all of his music, share it with a friend this holiday season. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would really mean a lot to me if you would leave a review on the Direct Your Vibe iTunes account. Seriously, that helps this podcast get in front of way more people. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Keep your vibes high and we'll talk soon. And I can't get enough All I want is us Isn't it obvious That I can't get enough All I want is us Isn't it, isn't it Well, isn't it obvious That I can't get enough All I want is us Well, isn't it obvious Obvious, obvious Well, isn't it